I, I won't even right? try to back that up. We're looking at <laughs> just the concept of God's providence and the fact that we don't know what that is. And, and we can make assumptions and we think we know, but often we won't know until long after the period of time that we've gone through whatever that situation is. Tom won't know all of the reasons why he's going through what he's going through until perhaps long after this, maybe not until he gets home to heaven. You know, it's, it's like Job. Job says to, to God, you know, God, I got some questions. I, I don't understand. Why did I have to go through all of this? You know, he, he lost, uh, virtually lost all of his wealth, right? He loses uh, all of his, uh, his uh, children. Uh, he doesn't lose his wife. And if I'm thinking I lost my children and all the things that I'm going through, why in the world did I not lose my wife? <laughs> uh, that would have been, if you, if you read Job, you know that she's probably not, you know, she, she's not really helping him, uh, at least from his perspective. And at the end of the story, he gets back twice the amount of wealth that he has, and he gets the same number of children back. But he says to God, I'd like to ask you some questions. And God says, no, wait a second. I'm going to ask you some first. Answer mine and I'll, and, and I'll consider answering yours is kind of the way I take that, that passage. We don't understand God, the mystery of God's providence. We don't understand how and why it works the way it does. We look at Onesimus and we say, it's wrong that he was in slavery. We, we look at, at, but how do we know that if he had not come had not gone through that problem, he would not have come to a point where he ran away and then ends up mysteriously somehow or other finds a guy by the name of Paul who ends up leading him to the Lord and then sends him back. And we write this story not only about slavery, but about what? About, about forgiveness. And what does forgiveness look like? Both from Onesimus' point of view and from Philemon's point of view. Well, I, uh, you a, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we kind of know the why often. <laughs> I get every time I see somebody in another trial and they come out the other side still with God, I think that's so encouraging to me. Mm. It's just unbelievable. You know, I'm like, oh, well, they can do it. I can do it. You know, it's, it's there. And I think that's the why we'll, Tom's, Tom's going through a struggle, and he is really strong, and encourages me. You I'm going to tell you that what's going to happen is, Tom, you're, I hate to tell you this, you're not going to like it, but you're going you're <laughs> to grow stronger in the Lord. The more battles you fight, <laughs> yeah. the more struggle you have, <clears throat> it will either drive you closer to God or away from God. And at the moment, it appears that it's driving you closer to God. And no. I can tell you, it's there's, one of the reasons why I hate James. There's no, question. there's no question that I, I, I feel stronger in my faith, having, having uh, gone through this. And I know Janet does too. Well, praise the Lord. And, yeah. and I think that one of the things that we look at is that we look at this, this picture of Onesimus, this story of Onesimus, and some people have tried to make it a parallel with jo what Joseph went through. In fact, we've been talking about Joseph in, at Kensington and about the knockout punch, you know, how to take a punch, et cetera, et cetera. And what we have, we kind of referred to it, I think, in, the, in one of the messages, but we didn't really dwell on it deeply. And that is where um, uh, 
Joseph says, God sent me ahead of you to preserve you for a remnant on the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. Uh, that's in, in, uh, in Genesis 45, verse 7. And in Genesis 50, verse 2, which is another one, you intended, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to be accomplished, what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Uh, the, the difference between this and Onesimus is that Joseph was probably not des deserving, although he, had, he definitely had some issues, you know, daddy issues and sibling issues. But he, uh, you know, he went through, uh, he, he never failed in, in, his, in his journey. He always stayed really close to God from the time he was in the pit until until he died, right? Onesimus runs away as a slave. He doesn't stay with it. Uh, and yet God uses that in his providence to bring about something that's even more, ultimately more, more important, and that is his spiritual condition. He is, he is rescued from being a slave to sin and becomes a freedman Christ. It's the story that's, that's, that's the story of how God works. And, and we can't, we don't know why he did this. We, we don't know why he's go, we're going through some of the things we're going through, but we have to trust that he is a good God, that he loves us, and that he has our best intention. His, his intentions are the best for us. Um, in the story of Onesimus, we can see a mysterious providence of God at work. We will never know how God how, or how Onesimus eventually met Paul, because we're not told. We come in the middle of the story a after making his escape. But we, we can only know from the use of the passive word, he was separated from you in verse 16, that, that Paul believed that God's hand was in what happened. The es escapade... Uh, it turned out differently than any might have expected. Do you think that Onesimus expected to be sent back? You think he wanted to go back originally? I think at the end he probably desired to go back to make things right, but that wasn't his intention. But, you know, here's the problem. He could not escape from God's eye on him. I'm, I'm a Calvinist enough to say that I believe that God has a plan for us, each of us, and he's working it out in our lives. And yet, somehow or other, we're given free will in the midst of all of that. I don't understand it. I don't have to. It's enough for me to know that both things are true in the word and to trust God that he's going to make it happen and work it out in a way that brings glory and honor to him. We can't straighten out our lives. We can't straighten out the lines in our crooked paths and lives, but God can. God says that he makes the crooked ways straight. He makes the rough ways plain. He takes the, the valleys and fills them in. He takes the hills and brings them low. He does all of these things because he ultimately wants something that's better for us than we could ever plan or expect. Onesimus, in, in his culture, uh, others w originally saw a, a slave who was useless, who becomes even worse than that as a runaway slave, and God saw so much more and purpose so much greater things for him. We don't know what transpired 
I'd like to think that he got sent back to Paul and was one of Paul's workers all the way to the end. I don't know that, but I'd love to think that that's the case. Everything turns yeah. out different from the way that we think it should, it should plan out when we're willing to trust God and to know that I, I think I wrote a, a blog years ago called uh, uh, out of left field. God's plan always comes out of left field for us. Tom, you never expected to get cancer, did you? Nope. No, didn't expect it. Of course not. It wasn't your plan to go this this direction, but apparently God's got a purpose for this. It's going to draw you closer to him and give you a ministry that's beyond anything that any of us could do in the area that he's called you to minister in. That's true of each and every one of us. The things that we've gone through, God says, I've got a plan, and my plan is so much bigger. It's so much better than anything you could imagine. I never thought I'd be I'd be stuck with you know twenty or so knuckleheads every every week. Twice a week. Twice a week. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a the comment. Result, the result. There's a comment yeah. in here uh, about yeah. that's worth worth reading. I think it's uh, it said. Uh, uh, Paul apparently wrote this letter at the same time as Colossians and gave it to Onesimus to carry back to Philemon, see Colossians 4 9. So he, he, he was carrying the the book of Colossians, most likely. I mean, yeah. what do you think that that was worth if, if you were to sell it today? So he was a pretty rich slave, but he didn't know it. Yep. <laughs> not, only, not only was he carrying... Not only was he carrying God's word in the, in the, in the form of Colossians, he was also carrying God's word in the form of Philemon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. You're right. So God has this this amazing plan that I, I don't understand it. I'm pretty sure that if I did, I wouldn't want it because I wouldn't want to go through what I have to go through. It's 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 the way that I've talked about in in Philippians. All of us want the power of the resurrection. None of us want the fellowship of the suffering. The only uh, way you get the power of the resurrection is through the fellowship of the suffering. Each of us are going a, through tough times right sorry. now. Yeah, Edwin. Did a, I don't remember. Did Onesimus, could he read? We're not told. You know? We're not told. So I, I was just curious if he could read and he read the, you know, the letter to go back. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's saying, hey, hey, he edited it before he gave it back. Did I get a quill? I'd like uh, to change a couple of, of yeah. lines of this. Well, I wasn't even saying that. I was saying that uh, he read it and he still went. So, yeah. you know, that's kind of a faith-based, you know, he's trusting that that Paul and God are going to sway his master from obliterating him, right? Yeah, it's one of the interesting things about, uh, uh, you know, I hesitate to get too far down the shrug because we have 10 minutes. Uh, All right. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, the um, in ancient times, um, it was a matter of pride if you were an owner of a slave who was educated. The more education, the better you liked it. In fact, there's a story that this is a true story. It's related in some of the ancient some journal ancient journal. About a, about a guy about an owner of slaves who who uh, always took his slaves to his any banquet that he went to, 
he had some that were very well versed in in philosophy and etc. And he would uh, he would require them to feed him lines so that he could <laughs> say it out to the you know to oh, the wow. group. So he'd look smart. Uh, it reminds Was it Joe me. Biden? No, okay, never mind. It, it reminds <laughs> me of uh, of a pastor I, I once I once interviewed for a job in uh, Des Moines, and uh, actually, I, I over the years I interviewed twice at two different churches in Des Moines. It was strange. Uh, anyhow, the one church I was at it was this huge church, and it was growing, and, and God was really doing some amazing things there. The pastor was a very unique fella, but he always had a staff member with him every time he was out in public. Uh, especially at church. And uh, I was told by one of the staff, I, I happen to know somebody that was on staff there. And I guess that's how I got invited to come out and candidate. And um, so uh, he said, I said, what's the deal with, you know, this pastor so-and-so always having somebody with him? He says, oh, he's horrible with names. Oh. He has a staff member with him who whispers the name of whoever's coming up to talk to him and gives him a little, blurb yeah. about who they are and about their life so that when he sees them he go oh john it's so good to see you how's mary doing and how are the kids you know how's uh, did they make it in the scholarship did they you know, and he sounds like he really knows he's talking about it. well i'm thinking man oh man it'd be nice sometimes to have somebody like that sure would yeah because <laughs> there are times when i i wouldn't make as much of a fool of myself as i do like Remember to turn on the recording or not return or turn it off as the case may be. Yeah. It, it's interesting. I, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I did some work for a, a gentleman named Strom Thurmond, the oh, yeah. South Carolina. So, yeah. That man never forgot a name. <laughs> it was amazing. He couldn't remember some other things, but man, he was, it was amazing. He totally, he knew. Uh, it was just so he always felt personable and bonded with you like immediately and it was felt genuine so brooks patterson was like that too i mean all the people that he knew i mean you'd see him i, I wouldn't see him for years and he'd, he'd remember my name like, <laughs> just amazing wow that's that that's that i think that's a gift i think of some people i think biden has it I have no idea. I, and I'm not going to go down that road. Sorry, guys. Rick has, an, uh, Rick has some thoughts on that. Yeah, let's let's not go there, okay? Uh, he may have had it at some point, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Years years ago. yeah. He probably did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think most, most good politicians um, very good at that. Yeah. Even, if, even if they don't remember your name, they make it sound like they know who the heck you are. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. yeah. You're yeah. taking a good guess. Yeah. I, I can remember I had a, a I, I happened to know, a, I've known a few men that were fairly important in, in in church circles over the years. And one of them was a guy by the name of Truman Dollar. And Truman had this ability to make you feel like you were his personal friend. You know, you were the, the best thing going on since sliced bread. And um, I'm pretty sure that as soon as you walked away, he had you were totally oh, out of his mind. He just was that. <laughs> he was, there were a lot of good things about, about Truman and there were some things that were a little whatever, but yeah, that was one of them that just used to crack me up because I, my, my parents were actually ended up being very good friends of his. They, I mean, they used to, they'd 
there was a group of them that he hung around with and my parents were one of the one of the group so it was just kind of a weird thing to see him from the inside versus from you know what you saw on Sundays one of the things that I think that's interesting uh, uh let me just say this as a uh, as we kind of close this out one of the things I found fascinating is the fact that Paul does not command Philemon to do what I think Paul thought was the right thing to do. He encourages him. He asks him to do it. But he doesn't command him. I think that that's interesting because as much as I'd like to think that he com it, it, it's good to command someone, to command someone is really kind of to control them. And to control them is, is a form of perhaps a form of slavery in the fact that you, they have to do whatever you tell them to do uh, or there are consequences. And uh, in this particular case, Paul says, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this and command you to do it. I'm going to ask you to do it of your own free will because it's what God wants you to do. That's a tough thing to do in our lives, especially in the lives of our kids the times as a lot of us have grown kids, when we have grown kids and you, you see them going down a path, you just assume them not go down. Don't you wish you could still command them to do something? And yet what we're told to do is to encourage them and to turn it over to God and let God work on their heart and lives. So I hope that Philemon has been a good, a good book for you. I hope you've learned some things. There's so much more we can spend the time on, but I don't want to do it because... And I've got some great nuggets I wanted to give to you, but I'm not because we're out of time. But I want you to know that it is a book that, that deals with, that deals not only with the idea of, um, of slavery, and, and uh, it also deals with, uh, with uh, the model that Paul has of how authority and leading others to make right moral decisions are done in a way that does not command them to do it but teaches them and encourages them to do this. Um, I think that that's important. And I think that it ends by this, perhaps, the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back for good. I think it allows us to examine God's providence as it happens in human affairs. Well, I hope that Philemon has been a halfway decent study for you. There's so much more we could do. But again, like I said, I want to make sure that we get in. I have a, a chance to prepare our hearts and lives for the coming of the Savior, both as a Christmas thought process, but also for me, it's the process of thinking about the fact that he has promised he will come again. And I look forward to that. There are times when I've longed for it. There are times when I haven't. But in, the, in, the ge in general, wouldn't it be great if we all longed for it? One of the interesting songs that we have, I think I've mentioned to you, is the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, which is a, an old, old song yeah. uh, from the Christian faith. It's written in a minor key. It's written in a minor key to provide a sense of longing and a sense of hauntedness in which we're looking for something more than what we have. It's the same thing that uh, uh, 
that uh, the people of, well, frankly, that the blacks experienced in slavery, where they longed to be free. They were looking for freedom. They were looking for a better way, whether it was going to be here in this world or in the next world. They were looking for something that would give them purpose and, and sense and a longing, a deep longing for that. Wouldn't it be amazing if we had that same kind of longing for Christ to return? What would happen if we decided that we were going to live our lives each day as though Christ could return today? Not in the future, but today. How would it change how I live my life? How would it change the way that I respond to people? How would it change the way that I uh, that I live my life with my family, with those around me, with my coworkers, with my dig friends and family. That this day could be the last day that and Christ returns today. How I long for that day sometimes, and other times I don't. I think I've told you this. I'll tell it to you as we close. I was engaged to be married and I was looking forward to, to my, my, uh, my marriage. And someone asked me about Christ's return. I said, I have no problem with Christ's returning. I just like for him to wait till at least a day or two after I get married before he returns. <laughs> There's a couple of things I'd like to experience before he returns. Just saying. Somebody will be that way someday. There's yes, that's true. Some people and I'm like so that. glad it's not going to be me. It's not too. That's like the worst proposal I ever heard. It wasn't a proposal. <laughs> it wasn't. I, I didn't tell my wife that at the moment. But someone asked me about it. I don't mind Christ's church today. <laughs> yeah, come on. This is me 24 hours. <laughs> things not to say on your wedding. Well, yeah, there's there's a lot of things you don't say in your wedding. A lot of things you don't say you're married either, but, you know, that's beside the point. Uh, no, it's right, including. So next next week, we will be in Advent. I will be sending you some stuff. There will be some readings. It possibly might be a daily reading. It's up to you if you choose to do it or not. Sure. But we'll talk about it in the coming weeks. Also, Thursday, for any of you who haven't figured it out, Thursday is Thanksgiving Day. And uh, we're not going to have our Thanksgiving or our Thursday discussion. So, even uh, if you only have one person with your uh, yeah, Thanksgiving if, if, I'm, if I'm really good today and tomorrow, I'll come up with a list of questions to send you. But I don't expect for you to be online and talk to me on Thursday. <laughs> so, in the meantime, happy Thanksgiving, all... everybody! Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving to all of you. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody! Yeah, have a, have a safe and a, and, a, and a fun one. For those of you who believe, God bless. Take care. Yeah. Take care. Take care.